how many of you have a skincare regimen? If you don't, I want to encourage you to invest in one. And there's so many products out there. It can be really hard to know which product is right for you. I want to encourage you to go to theskinspot.com. We are partnering with The Skin Spot and I'm offering you 20% off of everything at The Skin Spot using the code BE20. That's BE20 and save 20%. You can get skin medical products, skin suticals, revision skincare, L2MD, Clarisonic. If you don't know what you should have, well, just ask for a free virtual skincare consultation. How cool is that? And Dr. Nazarian and her team will cue you up and they will tell you exactly what you need. So go over to theskinspot.com, use the code BE20 to save 20% on all your purchases and really invest in yourself. Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff. In season two, episode 45, Sasha talks about the age-old question, can women have it all? Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hello, and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. I am your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and today we're going to be talking about the question, can women have it all? I want to tell you that I have been getting so many uh, great questions and emails and messages, and women right now are just really exhausted, (laughs) and I get it. I mean, I'm exhausted. I think more than ever right now in our world, women are having to manage multiple things with as few as resources as we've ever had. We don't have people doing the normal things that we hire. Perhaps we don't have people helping us uh, with childcare. We don't have people helping us in our homes. We may not have the connectivity to other women because we're not getting leaving our homes, but yet we're still working full time or working in whatever capacity. And on top of that, we are everything's changed. Uh, the way that our children receive education, the way that we receive information, the way that we receive relationships with others. So there's just so much to deal with right now. And I want to make sure that I am pouring into you and giving you some resources. Number one, if you have not read Between Grit and Grace, it is a workbook and it is a wonderful time for you to recharge and reset. I talk about so many things in that book that are relevant to 2020. It was almost like I had some foreshadowing. (laughs) And I really want to encourage you, go to Amazon, go to Target, get between grit and grace and go through it because there are wonderful questions and internal checklists on how you are doing. And if we don't stop and really do an internal check, we won't know. The second thing is, if you feel like you need some coaching, please check out the Brave Enough Masterclass. We are starting the Masterclass this September. I take a small group of women and I coach them through 12 weeks of material. It is completely doable with your schedule because it's all on demand. Once a week, we get together for 30 minutes and we go over the curriculum that you can do on your own. If you can't make that 30 minute call, that's no problem because it's recorded. You can listen later. So I'm telling you, lives change through the Brave Enough Masterclass. And I can't coach every pretty that asks me. I can't help every woman, but I can do the Masterclass. And it is an amazing thing that um, I love doing because I pour into the women and I just see lives change and I truly believe in it. So 
if you don't want to miss out on this opportunity, if you're feeling burned out, if you feel stuck, if you feel exhausted, if you're not living your priorities, if you have no boundaries, please join me. Go to becomebraveenough.com, sign up for the masterclass. Do not wait. The third thing, the Brave Enough Elevate Summit is coming up in two weeks and it's going to be phenomenal and it's on demand. 25 amazing conversations with powerful women. You do not want to miss out. It is going to be awesome. We're coming together. We're doing meditations, workouts, amazing teaching for CME if you need it, 15 hours. But the coolest thing is we're coming together and we're going to uplift one another. And again, it's on demand. So everything will be recorded. You can have up to a month to watch it. So how amazing is that? Go to becomebraveenough.com and check out all of the things that I just talked about. So today I'm going to be talking about something that I feel like we just, it's just inundated in social media and in the regular news media about women and having everything. (laughs) And I want to talk about this because I think this gets, um, is a sticky topic because I think empowering women gets confused with you should be able to do everything. Okay. And these are very mixed messages. And I think that it's important that we actually discuss them in a real context when it comes to our real life, not an Instagram feed, not a, you know, you go to these conferences and they have everybody looking polished and perfect and everybody that they have to speaking is incredible. And you're sitting in the audience going, geez, I'm just a loser. Like, no, I want to talk about it from a real woman's perspective. And I'm going to talk about it from mine because I'm as real as they come. (laughs) And I have probably failed in more ways than you. And I probably, I struggle just like you. And I never want to give the impression that I have it all together because the truth is I don't. And I, I have an interesting take on this because for many years, being a classic achiever, I really thought I was supposed to be able to have it all. And I thought that if I was living empowered, that meant I should be able to have it all. And I think that's a common misconception. So we're going to talk about that today. So the first thing I want to talk about is this concept of empowerment and having it all and doing it all. Okay. First of all, not every person and woman was designed to do every single thing and achieve every single thing. Every one of us has specific gifts, talents, and also passion and drive for different things. And I think it's so easy to compare ourselves with others, but really we are an N of one. We are an N of one. There is no one else like us in the world, but we have these metrics like, we have to graduate from this college by this year in in so many years, or you have to achieve this degree, or you have to make this much money to be, to, to have arrived, or you have to be the mom that makes these cookies for everything, or you have to be the woman that always remembers everybody's birthday or whatever it is. But the truth is that like, there is no woman that can do everything. There's not one woman. I don't care who it is. I don't care if you're Joanna Gaines or Michelle Obama. You are not achieving everything. There's just no way. And I think that we have to stop, pull back, 
and ask ourselves the question, what motive, what is, what is it that motivates us? What do we want to achieve? I mean, how many times do you achieve things because you think you should, or you do things because you think you should, it's the thing to do as a woman. This, I see this all the time. I work in academia and I see a lot of women feeling guilty that they don't publish or they don't do research, but then I talk to them and they're not really interested in that. So then I go, well, why, why are you beating yourself up that you're not doing these things? They're not even things you want to do. The flip side of that, I know a lot of women who don't have children and they feel immense guilt for not having children. And when I dig down deep, they, that's not something that God has put on their heart or they're led to do. And so I say, why do you feel bad? You don't have kids. You don't want kids. Well, I feel like I'm less of a woman, but you know what? Not every woman is meant to have kids. So I think that we have to really step back and go, what motivates us? If we cannot answer that question, and that's what we get into the masterclass, and that's why I do the masterclass, because it's so interesting. Women come into the masterclass with all these conceptions about what they should be achieving and how how they're failing and why they're burned out. And 80% of their energy in their career or their free time is spent in areas that they don't actually like. And they haven't stopped and asked them themselves and done an internal inventory and really dug deep to go, what do I want to be? What do I want to add to my world? What do I want to create? What do I want to innovate? What, how do I want to leave my mark? Everyone leaves a mark in our world. Every single person, what is it going to be? That's the question. So I want to be really clear. People ask me all the time, how do you do everything? That's like the number one question I get. And I always say, I don't do everything. Number one, I don't clean my house. Well, right now I do. And that's why it looks horrific. (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not a domestic person. I don't cook. I don't do any of those things. I used to do all those things because I used to think that that I had to do those things to be a great mom or great wife. And the truth is I don't like to do those things. Now, some women I know love to cook. That's like their jam, especially now in the pandemic, they're making all this beautiful bread and they're making phenomenal meals. And that's something they love to do. They love to host, you know, parties and decorate. I detest that kind of thing. And so I don't do it. I literally don't do that. Another thing I don't do, I can, or I can tell you when I was writing my book, I could not write my book, go to the gym five days a week. Those two things were incompatible with my life. I had to stop going to the gym every day and I had to change the way I worked out and I had to be settled for a 10 minute run up and down the stairs or go for a walk or I had to stop lifting weights five days a week. I, I had to give something up to add something. I don't do it all. What else slipped during that year of writing a book? Well, a lot of things. I, you know, I didn't um, achieve a lot of academic writing during that time period, but that's not what people see. People see and they think, oh, Sasha can achieve everything, so I should be able to achieve. I don't. I have friends who are amazing gift givers and letter writers, and they always seem to like get the best gift for their friends and show up in this way. I I struggle with that, y'all. I can't do that because I'm doing other things. Another thing that I don't do, I am not present in my kids' schools. I'm not. I don't volunteer. I don't bring cookies. I'm not present. 
because I lead a large organization for thousands of women. I cannot be a cardiac anesthesiologist and lead that and be, and be the school mom. I just can't do it. So my kids know that's not an area that I'm going to be in and they're okay with that. Like there are things that we cannot achieve. I am never going to be a person who can run a eight minute mile (laughs) or run a marathon, nor do I ever want to be. There are women that I know my age that are phenomenal. They run marathons, they climb, you know, these amazing um, uh, hi- they go on these amazing hikes. They do all these amazing, like, uh, ultimate, you know, running things and they do triathlons. That's never going to be Sasha Shilkut. I'm not driven to do that. And I am sure not going to compare myself to those women. And let me tell you, that's something I have to be aware of. I have to be aware when I'm scrolling Instagram and I see that somebody that I know, a good friend of mine, who's maybe she's a doctor, maybe she even has a couple kids. She got up and ran 10 miles this morning. Where does my mind want to go? My mind wants to go to, I failed because I only went for a two mile walk. I didn't run 10 miles. Do you see, do you see how this creeps into our everyday mindset? This comparison that women should be able to do all and have all that's a lie. That is a lie. Now, there are times where I am really focused on my family because there's a lot going on and maybe I have to give a lot of extra time to one of my kids or extra times to something going on in my family. During those times, you don't see me posting. I don't ever post on my stories or I'm not on social media. I'm not super active. I just go dark. You know, Twitter's something that I go into for, I'll be on Twitter for a few weeks. Then I go off Twitter for a few weeks because I don't have time. Like, this is just my reality. And I always get people going like, you know, you really should grow your platform this way or do this. Or if you just want to be more engaged. And I'm like, you know, I, I can't because I cannot have it all, all the time. Now, maybe one month I'm working on connecting with one of my kids more or helping my husband with a project, or maybe one month I'm really focused on writing something. So everything else has to take a back seat. And I give this analogy all the time, but it's true. I see my life as really, I'm going to be driving the same size of car my whole life. And that car has, is a four seater. And it doesn't matter what age I am. It doesn't matter how much, what I achieve, what status, what money I make. If I have kids, if I don't have kids, I have a four seater, which means to me, I have three other priorities besides my own health and well-being that can be going on at any given time. And that's it. That's all that's in there. So the more people I let into this very, you know, small car (laughs) that I've been given to drive the rest of my life, the more all of a sudden I feel like I can't breathe. Do you ever feel like that where you feel like you literally can't breathe because you're so overwhelmed? I want you to ask yourself, at what point does your internal comparison to other women are, is causing you to say yes to commitments that you actually should say no to. Okay. So we have a lot of limiting beliefs around this, around comparison, and we, we compare and compare and compare. And, um, it's a disease and it's worse with social media, because there's not just like, do we hear it? We constantly are hearing every day about everyone else's achievements or everyone else's activities. And, you know, like, I mean, this is hysterical and I've laughed about this on social media and I've joked about it, but it's true. Like, you know, halfway through the pandemic, I was like, one night I'm laying in bed and I'm looking at social media and it, and before I go to bed and it's like, all these people are like posting these beautiful pictures of desserts and bread. And I'm like, 
I am such a failure. I have not learned how to make bread. I mean, the pandemic, COVID's been going on for months now. What a loser. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is taking a new level when I am making myself feel bad that I don't know how to make bread. Okay, I could care less about making bread. I'm gonna spend two bucks and buy it. So why am I guilting myself over this? Because some amazing other woman has made this beautiful bread and it's probably bringing her immense joy. Why do I think it needs to bring me joy? Why am I guilting myself? Why am I comparing myself? I mean, something as silly as that. And it's because we see what everyone else is doing. And instead of letting us be inspired or being like, wow, or giving like a kudos, we all of a sudden make it a measurement of ourselves. So one good way to flip this is to say, okay, when I see someone else achieving I'm going to do the opposite of what my mind is trying to tell me to do. Instead of comparing, I'm going to completely congratulate and give a shout out. You should try it. I've been doing this now for a few years and it feels so good. It helps me internally combat the mindset of comparison to congratulate. Okay. Or to compliment. So when I see somebody that ran 10 miles this morning and I, you know, like, walked up a flight of stairs and patted myself on the back instead of taking the elevator, I go, that is amazing. You are amazing. Because my brain wants me to go to comparison mode and make it about Sasha, but that's not the healthy thing to do. The healthy thing to do is make it about whoever just ran 10 miles and posted about it and be like, you go girl, right? So this is how we stop the comparison. And I think it's so important because we stop thinking that we should be able to do it all. Just because you're empowered doesn't mean you should have to do it everything or you should, or you will do everything. That's not what empowerment means, right? Empowerment means to me, embracing my authenticity and going, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Even if I fail, even if I, you know, screw up, I'm going to go for this, whatever it is as Sasha. And if I fail, I'm failing as Sasha, uniquely me. I, that's to me what empowerment is. I also want to talk about why we don't ask for help. Okay. This is because we think we should be able to do everything, which is bananas. I mean, uh, it's bananas. Like, you know, I was walking past a row of windows in my house the other day and I live out in the country. And so there is a lot of dust. We have, you know, when the farmers are out working in the fields and when people are driving on the gravel and it's dry, there's just dust and my house is constantly dusty. And I was like walking by windows and seeing how filthy they were. And I was like, gosh, I'm just a loser. My windows are so dirty. (laughs) Now, now, of course, you know, I had been up for like 24 hours and I had done a heart transplant, some other things. Do you think that my mind was like, well, the windows are dirty because you work like 24 hour shifts sometimes and you don't have time to clean them and you don't have any help, buddy cleaning right now because of the pandemic. So why don't you focus on the fact that you helped somebody get a new heart instead of focusing on the dirty windows, right? So this is another tip. When you start to feel bad about something that you have not achieved, like a duty that you think in your mind, because you're a woman, you should be able to do Why don't you stop and go, okay, you know what? I don't have time to clean the windows because I'm doing X, Y, Z. I'm helping kids remote learn. I'm shopping for my elderly neighbors. I'm working overtime. I'm working from home on this new system. I'm doing this new project, whatever it is. I 
am going to see if I can ask for help. Who can help me with that? Mm. So one of the affirmations I have on my mirror is I love myself. So I ask for help because I don't ask for help naturally. I have to really force my mind to tell myself it's okay to ask for help. It's okay for Sasha Shilka to ask for help. And I think that is really, it humbles us as women when we ask for help. It really does. You know, there are women everywhere who have gone through what we have gone through and survived it and have figured out how to get it stuff done. I mean, this is what women do. We just get stuff done. And it's amazing all of the things that women get done. I mean, I'm constantly amazed at all of the capacity women have to heal, to create, to innovate, to encourage. And women typically will help other women if we humble ourselves and ask for help. And when we humble ourselves, what we're saying is we're not perfect. We don't have it all figured out. And that's okay. I think sometimes we, we want to come across as powerful and we want to come across as, you know, we, we don't need help. We can do it. The truth is I need a lot of help. I need my husband's help. I need my kids' help. I need my mom, my friends, my work colleagues. And when I stop and ask for help and put my ego down, typically good things happen. It's when I am living in this ego and telling myself I should be able to do everything that I start beating myself up. And that is not women's empowerment. And I, I, I think that there's a lot of messages that are frankly wrong. I mean, I see all these messages, slay all day, do this, do that. And I think, you know, I don't really feel like slaying today. I am struggling. (laughs) Does that mean I'm not a powerful woman? No, it means I need to ask for help. I need God's help. I need my husband's help. I need help. I'm not perfect. So I want to really just encourage you if you're listening and you're like, oh my goodness, this is me. This is me. You are okay. What you are doing is okay. Don't shame yourself. Shame makes us hide and not want to ask for help. Be kind to yourself today. Make a list of three things that you are really good at or that you've done that you're really proud of. Maybe that you helped another woman. Maybe that you helped your child. Maybe that you, you know, walked upstairs instead of took the elevator, (laughs) whatever it is. Maybe it's that you skipped, you only ate half the cookie. I don't know. Whatever it is, why don't you try to be kind to yourself and resist the urge to beat yourself up? I hope I left you with some encouragement and I would love to get to know you in the masterclass. If you're listening and you're struggling, there's help for you. You are not alone. You are doing okay. And I want to help you reach out to me info at become brave Check out the masterclass, check out the brave enough summit Buy between grit and grace, get encouraged, get connected to the community. Would love to know about you and learn more about you. And I hope that I have encouraged you as always to live brave. This episode of The Brave Enough Show was sponsored by theskinspot.com. Enter code BE20 to receive 20% off your purchase. This has been an HSG production.